Lori Nickel. Lori, do you allow your husband to purchase <laughs> clothes for you? No. No, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. In for Vince Petrano, here's Eric Bilstad. And a good morning to you. Vince taking the week off. We'll be back on Monday. Michelle Richards is here. You heard Steph Graham. She's in for Deb Lazica. And Brandon Snyder uh, doing sports per the usual. And thanks to Greg Hill for producing the big old show again today. Uh, Michelle, do you ever allow Chad, your husband, to purchase clothes for you, like for gifts, or if he sees something, hey, you know what, she would like this, will he buy that for you? He has purchased, like he bought me a, a winter jacket one time, he bought me a North Face fleece, Okay, let me really ask nice. it this way, did you appreciate these? Yes, oh, okay. no, I did, but I mean, like, would he buy me, you know, like a pair of jeans, or like, you know, something that wasn't like an outer layer? Probably not. Hmm. I just don't think he would. He probably wouldn't be comfortable. If there's one thing that like gives me the most anxiety, it's having to purchase something that my wife would wear. Like that's the last thing I want to even go near. Well, why are you doing that anyway? Well, so we have this gathering we do with our friends where the the gimmick is you have thirty dollars and you have to for the party, uh, you have to buy your spouse what they're going to wear and you have to go to Goodwill. Now, you can buy something ridiculously, you know, crazy, but I don't I don't want to do that. I want to get her your I wa- marriage to survive. <laughs> well, she wouldn't care either way. <laughs> but like I want to get her something, you know, I want to I want to make something look good, right? I want to get something that matches yeah. and fits and all that stuff. And like I I I've no idea how to do that. This is not the first year we've done this, but like I cannot like I cannot get to that threshold where I'm like, "Hey, I'm confident you're going to like this." Because she'll be like, oh, Erica, it's a little big, or that's not this, or that, or whatever. And Do you want me to come with you? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Well, I don't know, Brandon, do you buy stuff for your wife? My wife is very difficult to shop for. When I ask her, you know, what are things that you like or want, she says, you know what I like. No, <laughs> I don't. Right. <laughs> it's a trick. It's a trick. So if Chad bought you a dress, no. you'd be like, oh. Yeah. You know, honestly, I don't even like, like my mom will try to buy me stuff sometimes. And it's like, "Eh, mom, thanks for trying. (laughs) I hope she's not listening. (laughs) (laughs) She ain't buying you anything anymore. All right. Well, you might need to dissect that a little bit. 614, lots to get to today, including a big old win for the crew. That's next with Brandon Snide in sports. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. After struggling to score runs over the weekend, the Milwaukee Brewers opened the three-game series with the Colorado Rockies, scoring 12 runs, including this no-doubter from the rookie, Sal Fralick. The one. Sal, a high drive, right center field. Tolio's back onto the warning track at the wall. Sal Fralick with a three-run shot. And the Brewers all over the Rockies here tonight in game one of this series. 12 to 1 Brewers as Freelich got a high fastball and he did not miss it. Barrel roll. <laughs> Barrel roll, boat race. What else we got in the uh, jet ski? Jet ski. <laughs> boat roll. Barrel roll. roll. <laughs> Barrel Lane Grindle on the call here on WTMJ as the Brewers go on to defeat the Rockies Monday night by a final of 12 to 1. Freddie Peralta got the start. 
Freddie Peralta barrel rolled the Rockies on Monday night. 13 strikeouts matching his career high and giving up only one hit over seven flawless innings. You want to know a fun, maybe not fun, a little, dis- I wouldn't say disappointing. It's a fun fact, I guess, for the Brewers. One pitch away from a perfect game last night. Is that right? One pitch away. Just that home Just run. Just that huh? one hit. Yep. Wow. Just that from a perfect game. Nonetheless, the Brewers get the win. They maintain their lead in the NL Central. The Cubs lost night lost last night, but the Reds did win. So the Reds move up, but the Brewers still hold that one and a half game lead over Cincinnati. Brewers and Rockies are back at it tonight. Coverage will get underway here on WTMJ beginning at 6 p.m. with our Brewers warm-up. And over to the NFL is the Green Bay Packers. They were back on the practice field Monday afternoon following family night in Lambeau. A surprise move made by general manager Brian Gudenkins took place Monday as the team officially activating pass rusher Rashawn Gary off the physically unable to perform list. If you recall, Gary, he is turning from ACL tear that he tore last November. He spoke to reporters following his first practice with the team, describing how tough the journey back to playing was for him. Words can't express the feeling or, you know, the journey or what I've been through. You know, for those who's been around me during these couple months and just knowing the hard work I've been putting in, they know, but I just want to give all my glory to God. The Packers are going to travel out to Cincinnati today as the two teams will hold joint practice on Wednesday as they get ready to begin the preseason game this Friday. And lastly, Eric, I want to bring this bring you in on this one. The Orioles play-by-play broadcaster Kevin Brown reportedly was removed from the MS, MASN broadcast after he made a reference to Baltimore's lack of success. They were playing the Tampa Bay uh, Rays at, at the Trop, and he was almost complimenting them by like a pregame. I'm going to play a little bit of the audio. I okay. want you to take a listen to it. Let me know what you think and if it was suspended worthy you know, for what he did. They had lost their last 15 series here at Tropicana Field. You have to go back to when our now colleague Brad Brock picked up the win in the series finale June 25th. 2017, the last time the Orioles won a series here at St. Pete. Already got three and two of the Trop this year after winning three of 18. The previous three years combined. It is a stark difference, Ben, and it is not a bad race team. <laughs> so that's what got him. That's what got him suspended. He has worked for the Orioles as a TV and radio commentator since 2019, and he has not appeared back on a broadcast. Wow. For speaking fact. <laughs> and in and you can't you can obviously not see it you can only hear what he said but th- on the TV broadcast there was a graphic on the screen so it was you know get it was I mean it went through many levels I'm assuming the Orioles are a first place team first place team he's complimenting the yes. Orioles saying that they're beating them they're a good team what in the world so Kevin Brown uh, might be a free agent in the broadcasting wow yeah. that's embarrassing six nineteen we'll check your roads here in a sec. State Fair Scoop time here on Wisconsin's Morning News. Eric Bilstead along with Michelle Richards. Joining us on the Tri-County Contracting Hotline is Tess Kirkson from the Wisconsin State Fair. Good morning, Tess. Are you already on the grounds? I am already on the grounds. You might hear the sheep in the background. I am out and about. We are ready for another great day at the State Fair. What can we expect today? Big day today? A huge day today. We have our Milwaukee Bucks Kids Day today at Central Park. And they have the Grand Dancers coming. It just brings the energy of the Pfizer Forum to the State Fair. Absolutely really fun. 
I was there yesterday and I got to see the agility contest with the bunnies. Like <laughs> that, that gets to be quite a competition. Like there's a lot of cheering going on there. Absolutely. We have a very passionate crowd about our rabbit hopping and all the different things in the poultry and rabbit palace. It's absolutely incredible. And you know, one of my favorite parts is just watching them do the hopping competition. It's, it's incredible. What I love about the fair is there's always something that I never found out about. Like, I what? Hopping bunnies? I <laughs> I discovered the, the dogs that leap into the pool yeah. last year. Oh. That was so fun. They're so fun. And they are the happiest dogs in the world. I love seeing them because they are so excited to get that toy and just jump into that pool. Uh, yesterday was a remarkable day, Tess. Uh, on a Monday, I don't know how usually the numbers look on a Monday, but it was a phenomenal crowd, phenomenal weather day, just an all-out success. Absolutely great weather. We had a great main stage show at night. I mean, everything was just working in our favor. We're really happy about the weather, obviously, and, and today is another great day for it. Um, so we're really looking forward just to see seeing everyone out here, and it's the perfect day for families. We also have Kids Bop on the main stage, and it's our crazy grazing day, which means there's more than 40 participating vendors, and you can get smaller portions at smaller prices, which is great for everyone, but also great if you have grandkids. Mm-hmm. So if someone is thinking now today they want to get in, anything they can do differently to get in today, uh, quicken the, the pace, get them in through easier, buy online, that type of thing? Yes. The best advice I can give anyone, one of my recommendations is always buy online. Not only do you save a dollar, you get in much faster. So make sure you're doing that. Um, buy your parking online if you're coming in the next few days. Um, just get that all done. And so you can just get in really smoothly. I was impressed yesterday. So Herman's Hermits were uh, headlining the Bank 5-9 amphitheater yesterday, and that's a free stage. And I must have been yeah. over there, Tess, at like 4 p.m., and there were already <laughs> some fans with the shirts on in that front row waiting for that show. Absolutely. They love that show. Herman's Hermits starring Peter Noon is back tonight at 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. on the Bank 5-9 amphitheater. It's going to be a fantastic show once again. It comes back every year, and people pack the Bank 5-9 amphitheater. It's really fun. Good stuff. Tess Kirkson from the Wisconsin State Fair. Have a great day today. Thanks so much. 625. Yeah, kudos to the Bank 5-9 crew. Obviously, they're partners of ours out there at the Wisconsin State Fair. And I was out there yesterday afternoon and just had a blast uh, talking to all the people that were walking through and, and giving away some prizes and, and seeing some of the folks at that amphitheater. That's a gorgeous amphitheater because it's not very big, um, but it's large enough where you can you can get a lot of people in there and see a show like that. Like, I mean, that's... That's a well-known name there, Peter Noon and them playing. So, yeah. Five, six, seven trillion. What do we have? Uh, let's see. <laughs> so for the mega, mega millions now? 1.55 billion. <laughs> okay. Might as well be eight trillion, right? <laughs> so did you know that the odds of winning mega millions is even more difficult than winning Powerball? How much more difficult? Does it matter? One in 302 million. And what's Powerball like? Two ninety two. Yes, <laughs> I mean it's like the same that. thing. Mark Glickman explains the Mega Millions jackpot is reaching over one and a half billion dollars, heading into today's drawing. That's the largest in the game's history. The odds of winning the Mega Millions jackpot are approximately one in three hundred and two million. Mark Glickman, a statistics lecturer at Harvard, says it's best to focus on picking numbers that are completely random. Yeah, so if you're picking, he says, pick random there from that report. That was a Chanel call there. Here's my favorite, though. Here's my favorite soundbite from a reporter <laughs> talking about uh, the odds 
and what you're more likely to do than win the lottery. This is from ABC's Janice Yu. You're more likely to uh, go to the ER for a pogo stick related injury. <laughs> we have a pogo stick. That's pretty yeah, so, likely in my household. So get going on that thing and maybe you'll win tonight. Get moving. Well, like being attacked by a shark in Lake Michigan, like more mm-hmm. likely to yeah. have that happen or probably. Or win the presidency, all kinds of uh-huh. stuff you're more yeah. likely to do. Well, think of the numbers. So how many people are in the United States? That's um, about 300, 300 million, some, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if every single person, <laughs> like... Oh, good thought. One out of the entire country. Yeah. The one person. <laughs> or possibly split it between a couple. And it could be you or in office. Split it Somebody's got to win though, right? All right, jackpot is tonight for the Mega Millions. Got to spend a couple of hours yesterday afternoon at the Wisconsin State Fair with our partners at Bank 5-9. We're giving away prizes and whatnot. Uh, and it was a great event. We just uh, we had a tent out there right by the studios. And when we were done, I walked into the studio just to say hey to John Mercure and uh, to Sandy Max for Wisconsin's Afternoon News. And right when I left, Tommy Thompson showed up and walked in there. Uh, so again, I had to stay then and, and listen to hear what, what Tommy had to say. Uh, and I wanted to pull this. This is a 60-second clip from their interview yesterday. And Tommy was asked by John about, okay, does Donald Trump come to the debate, which will be in Milwaukee here later this month? Should he come? And here's what Tommy had to say. Should Donald Trump be at the debate? Of course he should. Do you think he'll be at the debate? No. Tell me why. There's an axiom in politics. When you're ahead, don't give your opponent an opportunity to hit you. And Donald Trump is very smart and adroit at that, and I doubt very much if he'll show up. Why does he want to give anybody on that stage an opportunity to embarrass him or to ridicule him or in any way make some points? So I don't think he's going to show up. I think he's got just enough narcissist tendency that could he be. might not be able to help himself. He could be, but I don't think he will. So if you're advising him, you said he should be there, but then you said you no, understand he why be. he wouldn't be. If you were advising him, would you tell him be there, uh, or would you say would. you shouldn't? Of course I would be, just because people want to see him. And uh, he's the big show. He's the big uh, attraction. So he should be there. It's a big stage, but I don't think he'll show up. One reason why I think he may show up, that was Tommy Thompson, by the way, on Wisconsin's Afternoon News yesterday, is because now we just got word that Mike Pence is going to be there. And there's a little bit of a rub going on between those two at the moment. So knowing that Pence is going to be there, will that bring in Tommy? 644, Brandon Snyder has extra points in a minute. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. Freddie Peralta struck out 13 and allowed just one hit over seven innings as the Milwaukee Brewers opened the series with the Colorado Rockies with the 12-1 win on Monday night. With the victory, the Brewers maintain their lead in the NL Central over the Reds by a game and a half. Milwaukee is right back at it tonight against the Rockies. Coverage will get underway here on WTMJ beginning at 6 p.m. The Packers are heading out to Cincinnati today to hold joint practice with the Bengals on Wednesday before the two teams will match up on Friday night to begin their preseason. And lastly, according to multiple sources, the Atlantic Coast Conference is said to begin discussing Cal and Stanford as potential additions to the football conference. It's time for Extra Points, a sports opinion commentary 
on Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's Brendan Snide. The Milwaukee Brewers have had quite the season thus far, and they are in the midst of a memorable one while they currently lead the National League Central Division over the Reds and the Cubs. It's been a storyline-based season for Craig Council and company, from cold starts in Chicago to memorable Major League debuts to unfortunate injuries that never seem to end. Somehow, though, some way, this Brewers team has found a way all season long without consistent lineups, injuries, as mentioned before, and an offense that seems to fall asleep at the wheel far too often. However, one offensive bright spot for this team, and in my opinion, general manager Matt Arnold's most crucial move this season, was not the trade deadline acquisitions, not getting guys back from injury, but the call that made Sal Freilich a major league ball player. Freilich has been the, quote, spark plug, as he likes to describe himself, and currently has 15 runs batted in through his first 16 major league games, a Brewers franchise record for the fastest to 15 career RBIs. The previous record holder for that spot, you may wonder, Paul Molitor, who we, I think, as Brewers fans can all agree, turned out to be pretty darn good. After last night, another three-run homer from Sal, there is no doubt about it. Freilich loves him some home cooking, too. In his 39 plate appearances at American Family Field, Sal, the spark plug, has 10 hits, including three home runs and 10 walks. Look, the final chapter on the Brewers is close to coming to an end this season, but has yet to be determined, of course. But for Sal in Milwaukee, the book, for us, fortunately, is just beginning. Wisconsin's Morning News with Vince Vetrano, Eric Bilstead, along with Michelle Richards. Vince is taking the week off. He'll be back Monday. Joining us on the Tri-County Contracting Hotline is the Journal Sentinel's Lori Nickel. Lori, do you allow your husband to purchase clothes for you? (laughs) No. No, absolutely not. Okay, so... Yeah, I thought this topic was interesting. When he we we travel a lot, he travels for work, and okay. he might find something like jewelry or something cool that's unique. Or he got me a tunic from like India, okay. so that's too, that's different. Cool. But I don't know why would no why <laughs> no. Well, so I was asking Michelle about this. So I for a, a party that. We're a part of, uh, with some good friends of ours, a, a group of us, we have to purchase the spouse um, a wardrobe from Goodwill, and you have a $30 limit. Oh. And my goal is to make it look good. I don't want to just, you know, like, I'd, I want to I want to get her something that looks nice, but, like, this is my anxiety, like, purchasing anything <laughs> for mm-hmm. my wife that she has to wear. Michelle says Chad, her husband, actually buys her stuff. Well, he used to. He, he doesn't really. Aha, uh-huh, until you put the nicks on it. <laughs> Exactly. I said, stop that. No, but all like outerwear stuff. He used to, he bought like a, like a fleece, a North Face fleece. He bought me a jacket once, um, a bathrobe, and then that whole SNL, he, I got a robe song came out. And ah, so okay. then, you know, that was <laughs> great. <laughs> all right. So I'm not the only one then that doesn't purchase things for my spouse. Yeah. He wouldn't buy me like a dress or like an outfit that I was supposed <laughs> to wear somewhere. I don't know. Mm-mm. We hate shopping so much that at one point I was subscribing to Stitch Fix, where somebody yes. who doesn't know me in New York was picking my clothes. Like, that's <laughs> how much we hate shopping. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did Stitch Fix too, Lori. Did it work? Did you like the stuff you got? Yeah. I mean, it was, some of it was really good. It's pricier, you know, yeah. and after a while I thought, okay, I can do this. But, you know, when you're a, a working parent and, and you hate shopping, and I don't want to, like, um, 
entertainment shop or, mm-hmm. you know, retail therapy shop. I want to be responsible and kind of like buy better items that you keep for a while. Yeah, it worked out really well, but I don't do it now. So that was like two years ago. The Journal Sentinel's Lori Nickel joining us on Wisconsin's Morning News. Wanted to ask you, because I know you know him and have, and have interviewed him and, and done this. I, everyone keeps talking about, for obvious reasons, Joe Thomas, the Brookfield native who was just inducted into the Pro Hall of Football Hall of Fame. Now we have Dwayne Wade, Marquette's guy. He's going to get inducted this weekend, right, into Basketball's Hall mm-hmm. of Fame? Right. The whole ceremony is the 11th and 12th this weekend, yeah. Mm-hmm. And here's a guy who I, I remember covering him. I was lucky enough to be able to cover him a little bit when he was at Marquette. And it's amazing. He seems, and I could be wrong. You never really know people, I guess. But he seems like a genuinely good person. He seemed like one back then, and he still seems that way. You know, and it's funny. You and I have that same, uh, as reporters, you, got, you want to be careful what you say um, because we don't know them well. But I agree with that. Dwayne has just done so much with his career and it's not just for basketball um you know obviously he's one of the best to ever play the game but he's done so much with his foundation and he's really interested in coming back to milwaukee and doing more charity like community outreach type things so i like that about him it's you know he even with his interviews today at age 41 um he immediately gives credit to his teammates for his success and, you know, Marquette University for giving him an opportunity. And that's pretty unique and I think special to talk that way when you're going into the Hall of Fame. So, you know, he in this video that I have of, up with the story today, he's like, you know, I broke ground on the Al McGuire Center. And I forgot about that. There was a time where Marquette University, you know, practiced in the old gym and mm. had to battle it out with ROTC and the women's team to get floor time and all that. And, you know, they weren't in the rankings or whatever. He really put Marquette back on the basketball map, you know, after they won the 77 championship with Al McGuire, he brought that whole thing back. Dwayne Wade did. And there is a sense of humility with him still, even though he's, ultra famous. He lives a Hollywood life now in many ways. So I agree with you on that. Laura, you mentioned he's only 41 years old. To me, that seems kind of young to get inducted into a Hall of Fame. Is it average? I mean, is that normal? Yeah, that's somewhat normal. He, he's been done for a few years now. He retired at the age of 37 because he had so many injuries and things like that. He retired right before the pandemic year. Um, but, you know, early 40s, that's it depends too. And he was, he got in right away. It wasn't something that anybody had to de- to debate. So it's about the right age. Yeah. And this won't be the last time we hear from Dwayne Wade We're we're short on time, but I, his future indicates that you're going to hear about something he's doing for years to come. Yeah. He's got fashion lines. He's got a winery. He's a businessman. He's a family guy. He's written books. He's written children's books. He's going to be around for a while, multi-talented guy, and he's going to be in Milwaukee more regularly too. So we will definitely, we may like to get him, know him to know him better now, mm. um, now that he's not playing. The Journal Sentinel's Lori Nickel, who will happily accept the bracelet from her husband if he purchases hers <laughs> one today, maybe at Kohl's or something. <laughs> maybe something no, from Dwayne no. Wade's fashion line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe a Dwayne Wade thing. <laughs> Thank you, Lori. Yeah. Thank you. Take care, guys. (laughs) 658.